Greetings, everyone. This is Christopher Messina, coming at you from the Messy Time studio, joined, as ever, by my ebullient and informative co-host, James Langer. James, how are you doing? I'm good. How could you not be feeling wonderful when you're sitting in the beautiful uh, city of California with uh, clean streets and quiet uh, life and just a, a, a beautiful way of living. I'm just happy as a clam, you know, taxes. Gosh, this is a great place yes. to be. So, so I'm very happy right now. You're very yeah. happy. Really How great. are you? What's, what's on your mind these days? Well, you know, living as I do in the last free state in America, Florida, <laughs> um, I'm enjoying life, right? Everything here is back to normal. Um, some idiot on Biden's transition team, which again, we think is kind of wishful thinking, um, made some comment about, well, we can shut the economy down to four to six weeks and that'll be really great. And basically, my governor here was like, yeah, fuck you. That's <laughs> so not happening, which is good because uh, Governor DeSantis knows his people. And the point about a heavily armed free people is um, even if at this point if DeSantis himself, which he wouldn't, tried to order any sort of temporary shutdown again, he'd get a, a massive Bronx cheer right. and nothing would ever happen. <laughs> so we're free here. Um, having just done a quick tour through the blue states where people have drunk the Kool-Aid and are living like sheeple. Right. <laughs> Jesus, you know, you keep voting these losers and it's up to you. But um, I did, I, something really jumped out at me today was just, mwah, it's just got so... <laughs> Uh, so many nuances. Like when you watch mm. one of these cooking shows right. and they talk about depth of flavor yes. and layers of flavor yes. and complexity <laughs> and mouthfeel and, and presentation. <laughs> this has got everything to it. Have you heard about the Biden Cancer Initiative? I, you know, all I've heard is that they're doing absolutely amazing work and they're putting a, a tremendous amount of money into cancer research and, and coming up with some amazing breakthroughs. Or, or did I read that incorrectly? Well, no, you read that just right because that's what the, the media will have told you. Let's, let's, let's dive a little deeper, yeah, shall yeah. we? What's, let's, what's up? Let's, let's, let's introduce our readers to something that we in the financial industry call due diligence. <laughs> so, uh, true fact, lots of money went out. Um, so it's a charity. Yes. Charity. Yeah. So individual people, I betting, who felt that um, you know, cancer is something that should be treated, uh, they donated $4.8 million uh, in 2017 and 2018. Now, it's a lot that's of money. Really great. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of money, yeah, right? Absolutely. Right? Um, so you can do a lot of good work. You could do a lot of yeah, good work. absolutely. And you'll be pleased to hear that the group's president... Greg Simon, uh, was paid out of that $430,000 in one year, in 2018. Um, uh, there was another person, Danielle Carnival, who was the former chief of staff hmm. with a delightful name, of Obama's cancer initiative, the Cancer Moonshot Task Force, um, took home $260,000 in that same year. Okay, uh, so spent... wait, hold on a second. So if you add those two up and multiply it <laughs> over two years, you're at about a 50% margin right now. Already. I'm, I'm going to save you the trouble. So uh, payroll amounted to uh, more than $3 million in those two years. Um, the next biggest expenses um, were for uh, $60,000 on conferences, which meant they paid people to go stand around and you know drink uh, uh, open more liquor uh, <laughs> while talking about stuff. And $60,000 for travel. The next year, the following year, uh, travel ate up $100,000. 
And the nonprofit uh, took uh, uh, $743,000 of those uh, hardworking taxpayers' donations uh, and spent that money on conferences. Goodness. So, uh, and, you know, it's a grant-making organization, right? Uh, so they're supposed to give grants to cancer right. researchers who would, I don't know, do science maybe to, like, help, I don't know, like, cure, like, cancer. Um <laughs> You want to know how much money they gave? Uh, uh, I don't know. It's the, it's the math is starting to get pretty skinny, but uh, give me the number. Well, uh, I'm going to round down and round up, uh, <laughs> and the number is zero. Oh my goodness! You have to be kidding me! I will. No. Nope. So, <laughs> so I, I'm kind of curious. I mean, we're we're aiming this. Uh, we'd love it. Like, for example, anyone out there listening to Messy Times who gave to the Biden Cancer Initiative. Please go to MessyTimes.show. We've got a link there. You can send us a note. We would love to have you on the show to talk more in more depth about your personal reactions as a hard taxpayer, hardworking taxpayer who donated money to this initiative because you thought it was going to help cure cancer. Uh, if you're out there and would like to join us in the show, uh, please drop us a line. But uh, before <laughs> those people come and speak with us, James, what, 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 are your, what are your thoughts on this? Well, you know, I, I don't think that it's uh, entirely surprising. Charities are expensive to run, right? But, um, you know, I, I think the timing of it is is certainly um, interesting that this comes out, you know, two weeks after we've had our uh, election. You know, uh, companies that are nonprofits are transparent companies. So, you know, a reporter that dug deep enough could have found this and he could have brought it out. But for some reason, this data and this, this charity uh, was buried. And you kind of take this against the hypocrisy of Trump taxes. And once again, we can get into um, the way that depreciation of real estate works and how you can write that off against your taxes and things of things of that nature. But Trump not being forthcoming with his tax returns because he's in an audit situation um, versus this, which is very clear, very transparent. Uh, you know, it's quite shocking. And I think that if I was uh, Joe Biden or if I was a contributor to that um, charity, I would certainly want my money back or I would want some answers. But I think the president of this charity certainly deserves to give uh, the donors some answers about the job that he did over the two years and the progress that he made towards finding a cure uh, for cancer. Sure. Uh, and I would, I would say that um, that this one particular example is an excellent illustration of what the media either fails to understand or pretends to fail to understand about the millions of Trump voters who chant, drain the swamp and lock her up. Right. This right. sort of, you know, if it were Jimmy and Chris's great, fun, most excellent cancer <laughs> initiative, aside from a couple of idiots that we met at the fair, you know, <laughs> would we have raised more than a hundred bucks for this? No, this came out of, it sounded quasi-governmentally efficient, right? Greg Simon was on the Obama Cancer Moonshot Task Force. Right. So God knows. So the American taxpayers arguably spent millions of dollars as the marketing arm for this farce even before the even before the Biden Cancer Initiative launched, right. right? So if you the you the Nasty Times American taxpayer listening to this, um, 
You can assume, with fancy titles and conferences and boardrooms and catering and all the rest of this nonsense, this easily was a $20 million sinkhole, at least, right. uh, for the American taxpayer, for lots of people to come together and talky-talk a lot, right? So before this, before the, the, the individual donor got fleeced, we all got fleeced before this crap even happened. So one would argue uh, that the American taxpayer was due a, a refund on this as well, as, as is so much that has gone on. And the perpetuation of this... Um, Nonstop sleaze, right? I, and I, I, I'm torn. You, you know, right? You, you know me. You know I'm torn because all we're doing is helping Kamala in her palace coup attempt, right? All we're doing is giving her more ammunition for her quiet encouragement of the Senate to investigate Biden, right? Right. right. And exactly. I'm kind of sorry I'm doing that because at this point, if Biden actually becomes the president. I am all in on keeping my man healthy and alive for four years and three months. <laughs> right, right. I'm, I'm going to get on a soapbox for a second because charities are very important to me. And it really, really upsets me when individuals take advantage of charitable contributions. I think it's absolutely reprehensible that somebody would take a four hundred thousand dollar salary, which was um, 40% of the budget if they got $2 million worth of contributions for two years. Um, I find that absolutely reprehensible and sickening. So, you know, having clarity in terms of how charities work and how they operate and how they function is, is very important. And as a statistics nerd and somebody who cares very deeply about measuring results and getting return on investments, there are very, very good uh, charities out there, such as the Gates Foundation, such as the MIT Poverty Lab, such as Pencils of Promise in New York City, which all, uh, in, a, in, a, in a very visible way, measure the return on investment of each dollar that goes into the charity and how much goes into administration overhead and how much goes to the actual cause that they're um, fighting to uh, improve. So uh, do your homework, do your due diligence. There's um, various websites out there that will give you visi vis visibility. We can provide one on uh, messytimes.show. Um, and just before you contribute to a charity, just make sure you know where your dollars are going. That's very important to do. Sorry, that was that was very preachy, but no, I get emotional on this. Some of these guys end up on American Greed because you know they take advantage of charitable organizations. They tug at people's heartstrings, and oh, then yeah, they're uh, partying at five star hotels, uh, getting drunk at uh, at the sure. bar on free booze. Yeah, we, we draw the line of three star hotels and, <laughs> and a joint now and again from a donor. Uh, but but Jesse aside, you're absolutely right. So uh, you don't have to wait. You can go right to CharityWatch.org. Yes, absolutely. There's a That's great, the best great. Uh, they've been around for 25 years or more, and they um, provide all sorts of detailed statistics around how much money goes to overhead, meaning salaries and the like. How much goes directly to the causes people are uh, are, are raising money for. So absolutely, absolutely right. It's disgusting. Having looked at um, having worked with and donated quite a few local charities, part of the reason that we particularly choose local charities is because we have much greater visibility uh, directly into them. Exactly. So there are a few here in Brevard County 
um, that uh, we give heavily to that are related to um, you know children in need and the rest. Um, and there it's completely visible. Yeah, we know the people running them. We know they're not taking any salary. First off, right. there's no overhead. Right. The overhead such that there is any is often used computer co- or new computer equipment bought by a donor, uh, you know, uh, a temporary office space sitting in someone's office, right? So there, for a lot of things that we look at, usually you, you can't do this on national scale. You do need infrastructure. But if you're looking at your local charity, the, the cost of overhead should be almost zero. That's correct. Because the extent that there are any... People shouldn't be charging for their own time, Absolutely. first off. Um, and the other stuff related to computer systems and email addresses and the rest of it, you know, there's, there's got to be someone that's going to pick it up. We set up a, uh, an email system for a local charity. I just paid for it. Well, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to, like, charge them for 75 bucks a month for maintaining seven email addresses. I'm not doing that. It's ridiculous. So, anyway, it's, it's, it's a good thing to bear in mind, but this one was particularly disgusting given... Um, the proximity to a man who who may become our president. Yes, we're gonna find that out. Yes, um, uh, one he may not be if Kamala Harris has anything to say about it, uh, or Rudy Giuliani on the other side. So we live in truly messy times. We certainly, but we're do. not quite sure. But we, what we do know is um, all of these swamp denizens who rotate in and out of these four hundred one c threes, and they're all just these sleazy fake ways of keeping keeping people paid before they can get back on the government gravy train. That stuff's got to end, and people need to be more aware of it. Uh, and the more that we can make it clear without sounding like Trump, uh, hopefully more people will listen. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, on that note, before I get too angry, I just think that um, we should once again have our listeners turn off the news, be careful of where you put your money, and just tune into Messy Times because we're going to give you great advice on every aspect of your life and improve it immensely. And that's that's the messy times promise. Until <laughs> next time. <laughs> Absolutely. And we'll be back at you soon.